um, Channel 10. <laughs> we used to be like CNN Channel 10, and we used to think the people would catch on. You know but if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever, like, well, I didn't know that. Do it, yo. yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up, all good, baby, in every hood, son. What up, yo? CNN. Network Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Whoa, face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Whoa, face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. You. You. We're back once again. It's another edition of the Channel 10 Podcast. It is I, the almighty ARR, taking the building, and I'm alongside Singai Superior. And um, we're here once again. Um, I guess before we get into it, um, we got to let people know about Coros, which is out now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead um, and uh, cop Coros. Um, you can get it on Bandcamp. You can stream it on Tidal, Apple Music, wherever you uh, stream your music. You can uh, listen to it on SoundCloud, all that kind of good stuff. Yep, yep. And now you can reach Singard at SingardSuperior.com. Uh, you can check out my music at TheAlmightyAR.com and 410MusicFactory.com and as always, check out Channel10Podcast.com for all of our updates. Also, WuTangPodcast.com and make sure wherever you listen to podcasts, you rate, subscribe, and favorite, and etc., etc. But um, yeah, now that that's out the way, man, how's everything? Uh, all right, I suppose, man. Um, I'm a kind of well, I'm not kind of. I am under the weather. Uh, I thought I had a cold last Sunday, but this keeps persisting. I got a shortness of breath and all that kind of good stuff. So I think I gotta go and get it checked out. Maybe something a bit more serious. But uh, I mean, other than that, I'm just trying to work and improve as the you know as the all original black man is supposed to do. Right, right. Yeah, man, it's hard, you know, you being out there in that climate and, um, you know, with the weather changing and everything, man, just drink water and stay healthy. Take your vitamins. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, man. I'm just out here in Baltimore, you know, um, recently the, um, the Best of Baltimore episode, not episode, uh, issue of the Baltimore City Paper uh, came out so everybody who's not from Baltimore you know this tends to be kind of a big deal in the city where they showcase um all of the best you know restaurants um best uh you know school best police officer you know best whatever um in the city and then um this Thursday um you know Brandon Soderberg who we had on the episode uh, previously, so check that out if you haven't heard it. You know, he sent us an invite to the best of party at our uh, Baltimore Soundstage, and um, it was it was really cool, man. I wish that you could be here for that. Um, got to chop it up with a lot of good people. Um, got to meet Brandon face to face. I saw D Watkins out there. Um, he was on the previous episode as well. Um, so check that out. 
um, met some good people. Um, I met the owner of uh, Papa's restaurants. They won um, best crab cakes, and um, he told me that he had an extensive vegan menu. So I'm gonna go check that out. Um, also met Webster. He's an interesting dude. Um, he he does photography, but he also you know works at Above Ground Studios. So I'm gonna check out what they have going on on Monday and. Um, you know, maybe do some engineering over there, get my Pro Tools on. But uh, it was a great event, man. Shout out to Baltimore City Paper. Shout out to uh, Brandon Soderberg, um, Baynard Woods. Um, I talked to him. He um, writes for the City Paper, but he also writes for The Guardian now. So um, he said he's down to be on. So look out for that next month. Um, it was open bar. Um, it was it was, it was pretty popping. DJ um, James Nasty, who won Best Baltimore Club Mix. Um, he was DJing it, all different types of people, man. It was, it was a, it was a good Thursday night. <laughs> mm. So I'm um, actually, I think I've, um, I don't think I've ever on a soundstage is, um, is pretty much where the power plant is, right? It's on like the other side. That's where we went to go see Mob Deep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like. So was it like I'm assuming it wasn't like a formal kind of thing. Uh, no, it wasn't formal. It was you know come however you come. You know, people in there with dashikis, people in there with suits, people in there with jeans. I think I had on jeans and a button-up shirt. You know, coming from the regular job. So I mean, you know, come as you are. (laughs) Hmm. But, um, oh, that's what's up, man. It was definitely a good time. Shout out to uh, Rise of Charm City podcast. They actually won best podcast, and um, they actually said something. I don't know if you saw Instagram. Um, looks like they shouted us out too. So, because um, I sent them a little congrats and respect, and they were like likewise and everything. So, shout out Rise of Charm City. We coming for you next year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is a dope show, though. Um, you know chronicling various things about the history of Baltimore so you know make sure you check that out and support them because it's Baltimore gotta support Baltimore yeah yeah no doubt but um um, I listened to that Black Star um speaking of Baltimore I listened to that Black Star song that you sent me um you said you thought it was his best song yeah I don't know. I mean, it wasn't what I was expecting. I have to listen to it without, um, I guess, any preconceived notions because I was expecting like some spaced out Baltimore club stuff, and it comes on with an acoustic guitar. Well, hey, well, as you as you know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of club music, so yeah, <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of shocked when um when I heard it. I mean. I guess the EP overall is cool, but I mean the majority of it is is, is club music. It's like mm. six tracks, and he it starts off really. We- I mean, it starts off like this kind of um, kind of like semi electronica slash uh, hip hop ish kind of beat, and he's like he's rapping on it. Mm. So I didn't know that he actually like rap either. Yeah, I mean everybody raps. <laughs> How about that? But that's what's up. And uh, what's this project called again? Uh, um, it's uh, Mona, uh, Moan Her Lisa. Okay, yes, right. I did see that Moan Her Lisa. Yeah. 
I'm, I imagine he wanted to come come out with it like right after MIA's album dropped or something like that. Oh yeah, get some of that um, that that love off of there, off of what he did on that album. That makes a lot of sense. Is he still yeah. with um? Is he still with uh, Mad Decent? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you look on like title and even like on like YouTube Music, it says that uh, it's, it came out under Gas Gas Records or whatever it's called. So uh, maybe not. Mm. Mm. That's what's up. And um, speaking of Mia, you recently just um, listened to her album, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, like after the first like four, maybe five songs, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like some of the later songs come on kind of cool, but then once they start to get into it, I can't really mess with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like she she lost her like her vigor or something. It's just not. I don't know. I mean, I guess she she's kind of slowly been been losing it. If you, I mean, I guess if you kind of like look at uh, at you know her albums over time, but I don't know. I mean, I guess like uh, the third one, Maya, mm-hmm. that was pretty. I don't know. It was a cross between pretty aggressive and kind of like soft or whatever like that. But I don't know. I just knew something was coming, man. When like when Nicki Minaj was like on on the remix for Tequila and that XXO song, whatever it's called, it just. I don't know, it just kind of set lumps off in my head and, you know, kind of led to what this album is, I, I would have, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, this album, um, I, I don't know if I would say that she lost her vigor. It's just like, it seems like she switched up her production. Because, like, after those first songs, I don't know who did them. I know Blackstar probably did at least two of them. Um... After those first couple songs that kind of hit kind of hard, then the production just changes. And that's what kind of throws me off. Like, I wonder if with this project, she's going to do like remixes of certain songs and then how how those remixes will sound with the same vocals on them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. But I guess the main issue was, you know, she said she can't she can't come to the States so I guess that that really um that limited her when it came to her production because I think I read or heard somewhere that she likes to work with producers in the studio but not like over like not like across um internet or something like that. Now she can't come to the states because of that Super Bowl thing. Um, I think I think there's like rumors that it may be related to that, but I just I think it's that something with her visa her visa and she just can't get it. I'm renewed or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's always the excuse that they um that they give you. We can't renew your visa for whatever reason. Yeah. So you got her and MF Doom who are just stuck in the UK doing whatever. MF Doom is stuck. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't come back into the states. Why is that? Um, something like also related to like a visa or something like that. From what I read. <laughs> That's messed up, man. I was upset um, when I wanted to go see Sizzler, and um, all his his whole tour got canceled because they wouldn't um, give him a visa. Hmm. I mean, you can't be having all these revolutionaries in here, man. Yeah, 
that's true. And then um, who else? Um, there's an article I've been meaning to read about Most Deaf, and he has some type of world passport. And I don't, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to be because it doesn't come from a country, but it's like a world passport. Because remember they were saying that he couldn't come back to the states too, but I think that's been debunked because I think he's he's been back here. But um, I'm gonna have to look into that. But man, this international travel situation is um I don't know. Once I get to that level, I hope I don't have to have those types of issues. Yeah. But I would imagine it may be a bit easier for people, for certain people, to like have this issue and be kind of okay with it. Yeah, and then, um, matter of fact, now think about it, and then you know, you got to worry about the laws because look at Freddie Gibbs right now. I think he got extradited back to Austria for some type of rape charge, and he's been locked up in some country for a while. Oh yeah, I've been. I heard something about that a little bit. Yeah, and then DJ Esco, Fifty Six Nights. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, y'all gotta be careful when you um, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Don't do as the Americans <laughs> do, cause you might get locked the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, did Esco ever get that hard drive back? Probably not. Mm. But I don't know. It's just an um, interesting time in music, man. Um, you see your boy Cuddy? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of random. I mean, if anything, I would have figured that he would have. Spoken out against these things a long time ago, but uh, maybe he has he feels more safe because party next door is doing what he's doing, and then you know the whole Meek and Drake thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. It's just this is hurt. I think Meek Mill really set something off. You know, like because now it's a huge conversation. This whole thing about writers and hip hop, and now. Um, Meek is back in controversy because game is coming at Meek just out the blue it seems yeah so you can get so you can actually sell some out al- some albums yeah I mean <laughs> I heard it has something to do with something with Sean Kingston and Meek Mill told somebody something that had the police investigating game so mm. I don't know it's, 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 it's interesting how randomly Sean Kingston always pops up in like these random conversations like every other year or something like that. I mean, from what I hear from people that I know, you know, Sean Kingston has um, some type of label or production thing and he has a bunch of producers and writers and, you know, they're making a lot of money. Mm. So, I mean, he's... He's in the mix of things. It seems like more behind the scenes now, but um, you know, sometimes quiet money is the best. Well, I would I would hope so, man. You know that uh, I still remember that song, "Shorty Fire Burning on the Dance Floor." So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that song just song. always made me think of STDs. 
Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird song. But I mean, it was a hit, so I guess we must be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. <laughs> you know, for that type of thing. Yeah. Well, what do you think about um? What do you think about what what Drake and Kanye said? Um, I mean, I think that um, from what I heard of it, I think that both sides have valid points. I mean, Kanye did put Cuddy on and change his life and all that, and Kanye actually gives credit to everybody who writes. So it's not like a ghostwriter type of situation to where, you know, you're just slaving for nothing. Like how Kanye was in that situation where like a lot of bad boy stuff was produced by him and his name wasn't on it. But Kanye at least gives people the credit. That's true. And then, um, so I don't know. I, I, you know, I, um, I know it kind of sucks to feel like you're under somebody and stifled and then I like, you know, trying to let you do your thing. I think that's why Hit Boy didn't renew his contract because he wanted to strike out and do his own thing. But, you know, his projects and his crew and everything, they put out some dope music, but it just always seems to flop. Mm. So, you know, and I don't know. I think, um, I think, you know, both sides have valid points um, because... You know, party next door. He could be doing a lot on his own too, but at the same time, it's like you got to feed the machine that made you. So I don't know what it is that he can do in that situation. He can, you know, try to lead. I think the weekend probably saw what was going on, and he was able to to finagle his buzz into a separate deal. But somebody like party next door. Um, you know, he came from literally nothing. You know, like the weekend got helped out by Drake, but I don't think anybody knew anything about Party Next Door before Drake. Yeah, I don't think so. But then, like on Twitter, you know, people, you know, talking about Cuddy, and I don't, he's like one of those kinds of artists, like you either love him or hate him. Yeah, I mean, he, um,. He's a rager, as you say. He uh, goes on his drug binges and does wild stuff sometimes. And I think that turns people off. And then, you know, some of his music... Oh, his music is kind of all over the place. When he feels like doing something, he just kind of just does it. And so if you're not like a cutty fan that's understanding of that, then I think that can be a turn off to a lot of people. I mean, but like he he's kind of always had like this kind of... Um I don't know. I guess like the, the, this weird dichotomy when it comes to like his critical his critical reception. I mean, his first two albums were actually like the most coherent albums that he's ever made. And then he just the whole that wizard thing. And then he made his started making his own beats. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's, you know he's doing you know uh, uh, side B Nirvana albums. I don't know. I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, this situation will probably be resolved and they'll be all cool and stuff again, maybe. Because, you know, Cuddy and Kanye, it wasn't as public, but I know that they had some type of falling out for Cuddy not to be on good music anymore. 
I mean, you know, I mean, these days or whenever like someone comes out with a beef, man, I, I always wonder if it's like uh, if it's made up because it always tends to happen around someone who's about to come out with an album. Yeah, that's true. But then somebody made the point of um, when you're coming out with an album, that's when you're more in the media promoting your album. And so any type of issues that come up are going to show up more during that time. So, mm-hmm. but the game, his, um, you heard his car got shot up? Yeah, I heard something about the. Yeah, after he just meet Mel. So that's a whole nother, you know, situation with that. But mm-hmm. hopefully everybody keeps the peace, keeps it on music. And, um,. You know, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Well, I was very shocked when you when you uh, gave when you uh, gave me that uh, the unedited version of Money in the Ziploc bag. Yeah, man, man, Joker, man, he was supposed to send that to us, man. Shout out to Joker, the Bell Bondsman. Uh, we gotta hit him up, man. But <laughs> um, I was shocked when I saw it. Like, oh wow. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I, I guess he came out with it somehow, somewhere, or maybe someone took it from him. Well, I, I was looking on Boxton on the thread, and somebody said that they had it for a whole bunch of years, and they had even put it up on YouTube, but then they lost it some type of way. Like some random person on Boxton, and then some random person posted it. So I don't know. Mm. Um, but you know he definitely needs to catalyze it. I hope he knows that it's out there so he can do something you probably need to hit him up and, and, and tell him because remember we talked to him and told him about his uh, his albums on eBay yeah, yeah so that's what I was thinking he probably has no idea yeah mm. well I guess that should be interesting but then I don't know maybe 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 it's a good thing get him some buzz out there or something like that yeah. yeah. More people going to eBay buying those albums. Yeah. Looking for them on um, iTunes and Tidal and Spotify and all that. Yeah. He, he's on. Is he on Tidal yet? In iTunes? Um, I think he has some stuff on there. Let me check my Tidal. Um, pull it up on my phone. Take it off or offline. Speaking of title, I heard they lost $26 million last year. Mm. But I think that's all part for the course. He has a a song on this um, shot callers, big time heavyweighters. (laughs) I'm not sure what this is, but yeah. That sounds very 2000s. It looks very 2000s or maybe even late 90s. <laughs> oh, man. But, um... Oh, yeah, have you heard about um, the whole Nelly situation? I don't think so. So, basically, he um, apparently owes all these back taxes. And so, some publication i think it might have been spin put out something or put something out there 
of this is how many streams it would take on Spotify to um, for him to pay his taxes. And then so somehow this turned into a Nelly streaming party. And so with people like like uh, posting screenshots of them streaming Nelly songs and stuff so he can pay his taxes. And then people are saying that maybe he really doesn't owe taxes and this is some type of conspiracy to get his uh, spends up and get some more money real quick. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would, it would take millions of streams. Yeah, it, it'll take a lot. But if you have people all over the world under one hashtag streaming Nelly songs, I mean, I mean, you could, I mean, he could probably come up with a couple million real quick. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine he doesn't need it, but who knows? A lot of times when people have these tax issues, they go ahead and, um, you know, work something out to where they can pay it and, you know, things like that. And they have money to to, to, to do that with. It's just probably some type of calculation error or something. So, he'll be all right. Yeah, man. Got to worry about real stuff like me owing, owing $43 to the tax man. Get my tax situation situated. Oh yeah, one thing that we definitely have to talk about is uh, Max B. Oh yeah. Yeah, so his 65-year sentence apparently has been um, dropped down to two to six. He took some type of plea deal. Yeah, well... Uh, I mean, it's cool. We'll see what will happen when the when the wave comes back. If the wave can 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 keep it wavy, but um, what's interesting is um, I was looking on Twitter when Max B was trending, and I saw some racists saying stuff like, um, "Black Twitter is apparently excited that a that a kidnapper and a murderer, um, that a oh, something like an obvious kidnapper and murderer is getting out of jail." And from my understanding of the story, Max B wasn't even in the vicinity when the incident happened. He was like outside or something. Mm. So, and he wasn't, he didn't kill anybody in that situation. So, it's like people are quick to, 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 to jump on something without looking at the facts. And then at the same time. Wouldn't it be better for society to have somebody out being productive, making music and paying taxes into a system versus staying in jail and taking taxpayer dollars for, you know, getting locked up because of something, you know, in a law, but he didn't actually do it. True. Well... With that being said, um, free Big Avell. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it worked out for Gucci, man. So hopefully he can come back and hit the ground running. Yeah. Maybe he, Boosie, and um, he, Boosie, and uh, Gucci, man, can do an EP or something. <laughs> mm, that sounds like that'll be all over the place. <laughs> but, um... Max coming out, Bobby Schmurda 
Well, he might be coming out the same time as Bobby Shmurda if, you know, it does take six years because Bobby Shmurda and Rowdy Rebel took that plea deal. And um, they'll be in for, you know, five at least. I think they took a um, seven-year plea deal, two of them a time served, and then they can, you know, accrue good behavior. So we'll see what happens when Bobby Shmurda gets out and will anybody care? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He did a lot for having one song. Like, he did the most with his one song. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised people were still interested in Bobby Shmurda, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's an interesting story. And then, I mean, that song took over that summer. And then, you know, computers kind of popped off. I've heard that, you know, while I'm out. Mm. That was a cool song. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, they can knock this out. They still be in their mid 20s when they get out and still able to do something with themselves, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, I'm sure True Life is cooking up some stuff. Yeah, I gotta watch that video. Apparently, he really is. So, yeah, check out. I know he has something out that I haven't had a chance to look at yet, but. Well, shout out to everybody who gets out of jail and is able to, you know, make something happen for themselves in the face of all the oppression of mass incarceration and everything that comes with that. No doubt. And, um, I guess another thing, um, speaking of people, incarcerated types of people, one of the things that um that's been breaking my heart to see is uh, this whole state property situation. I don't know if you've um been seeing what Oskino's been saying, but um no, nah. I mean he's basically just you know kind of telling the truth about Benny Siegel from his perspective, and um he and Petey were on drink champs. You know Petey doesn't really want to say too much, but Oskino was like you know. We weren't really friends. We really didn't know each other like that at first. And during that whole Hot 97 thing, they were kind of battling each other as much as they were battling everybody else. And, um, you know, like Nas. And he said, basically, um, you know, Beanie was stealing money from them. And Beanie, you know, wasn't really the leader, but he tried to act like one. And he was just saying all this stuff about Beanie's. And um, so Nuri, you know, he's trying to rectify the situation and get everybody cool and telling them about all the stuff that they can do. So, you know, hopefully they chill out because, you know, I think State Property, that's one of my favorite rap collectives that doesn't have as big of a catalog as I would have liked. And they didn't, you know, it should be mentioned, you know, how people mention Dipset, they should mention State Property. And it seems like mostly it's just Philly that talks about it, but... And they had some bangers on both of those albums and everything else. Hmm. But, um, yeah. You know, apparently, PD was, you know, speaking of ghostwriting, PD was writing for um, Beans, or at least helping out a lot. They say that he um, helped him with his Jada Kiss disc, so. Oh, damn. And then there was like, you know, you wonder why on that one album. I think it was uh, The Becoming, PD's on like three songs, and um, Oskino's like, you know, Beanie would just like to have PD around for inspiration. What is PD doing now anyway? Um, I guess he's just hanging out, you know. 
<laughs> uh, he said he's, you know, working on some things, but I think he's kind of, you know, disenchanted with the music business and the music industry, which is understandable. Um, but, you know, they're talking on Drink Champs and they were like, um, you know, Nori was like, you know, you were supposed to be the star. That's what everybody said. And he was like, you know, I know people tell me that all the time. And then, um, you know, Oskino, he's promoting his mixtapes, Appetizer 5 and 6, which is out now on all the streaming services. And, you know, he tells people about how you can do it yourself through TuneCore and all that. And his story is kind of crazy because he came out of jail and then he went to barber school and got all these different licenses and was trying to get a job. But he has like eight kids. And then he realized that he really needs to rap. So that's when he started delivering CDs at people's houses. And then he found out about TuneCore on the internet. And now he's back popping again. But, um, so then he was promoting his stuff. And then, um, so, and so Nori was like, and PD, does PD have a mixtape? And he was like, nah, PD ain't got no mixtape. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> but then he was like, you know, I got crack files, one, two, three, four, five. I got 16 mixtapes. And, and it's funny because I've been going back and listening to PD Crack mixtapes recently. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big PD Crack fan. Uh, um, are they all on Dead Piff now? I believe most of them are, yeah. And at least one of them is on title, so. Oh, wow. But yeah, I like. Like all the state property. You remember um Young Chris Network series, uh Nefaz the Forever Doomies out, um Sparks, yeah, those one or two albums. Um of course Freeway has his stuff and Beans has his stuff. Um Who else? Is that everybody? Sparks, Chris, Neef. Beans Free, PD, Oskino, yeah, that's all of them. man. Need to see some some good Philly rappers come up. Yeah. I think the game. Oh, we got Chill Moody. Yep, got Chill Moody in the building doing his thing. Shout out to him. Check out um our interview with Chill Moody. A couple interviews back and West Man Child. Um, he should have been on that freshman cover but maybe next year yeah well, I see he has Rakim's attention apparently at least based on some Ambrosia for Heads article oh yeah I did see something about that yeah, yeah. but yeah man I don't know we're gonna um keep our eyes open to everything that's going on in the hip hop um, yeah but yeah, man, um, I guess we can wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, for checking out Channel 10 Podcast. Um, check out all our back episodes. Check out our latest Wu-Tang Podcast episode with Wu-Tang Rob. That was really dope. Um, you can check that out at wutangpodcast.com, uh, singarsuperior.com, theallmightyar.com, veganrapnerd.com, 410musicfactory.com. We got a lot going on, man. <laughs> <laughs> always always man so um you know keep checking out for us and we'll keep delivering all right peace peace feeling this here yeah son you feel it man what up son you gotta just do it yo yo what up man it's a different channel son what up on man what up watch the channel son
different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby, in every hood, son. Well, what up? Yeah. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street niggas, it's grown men. Whoa, face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Whoa, face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace.